Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today we are going to visit with John Erickson. John is the Brainerd Public Schools archivist. And John, first of all, welcome back to Community Focus. Good afternoon and thank you both. Yeah. Pleasure. So we're celebrating a major milestone, aren't we? We are. There are not many people around who are 150, but <laughs> Brainerd Public Schools this year is in its 150th year wow. of delivering public school services to Brainerd and the surrounding area. Isn't that something? Amazing. It is, and that uh, means that the archivist has a somewhat larger job to do to uh, <laughs> represent that in an appropriate way to uh, both students and community. Yeah. So how are we doing that? Well, we are doing that with a fair amount of work, but centered really on uh, something we call BPS 150, The Exhibition. Okay. Mm. And that is a currently up in the high school. Uh, it's a 45-piece uh, series of artifacts that are put together in exhibit format. Uh, for kind of a selection over time. There's nothing that's uh, sequential about it. It's all kind of the the best of the best, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, and also the best of what uh, this uh, ar uh, archivist here could figure out on somewhat short notice because we've been moving offices around the school district, right. yeah. uh, including archives out of uh, the Washington building out to a fourth grade pod in Baxter, which is really an interesting, wonderful experience. <laughs> but the, the key to the uh, BPS 150 is the exhibition, which uh, uh, will be up this first phase, will be up, it's up now, but it'll be up through March 10th, and then we take it down and put up the second phase, which will be another 45 or so uh, exhibits in the high school, yeah. which will be up all summer for those of us who have retreated to southern climes at this point. You smart ones, right? <laughs> uh, especially today, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, they'll have an opportunity to see at least the second phase. Uh, come fall, with the start of school, we'll take down the second phase and put up the third phase. Oh so between or among, I should say, all three phases, we will have, uh, you do the math better than me, but about 150 um, exhibits within the exhibition that will be up. We're doing other things as well, but that's the uh, kind of the centerpiece of it. That's amazing. Now, uh, the first question I have is, can the public come and view that's an excellent question, and it's tied into all of the security questions that we have now with schools, of course. Mm -hmm. And frankly, uh, uh, with about 2,000 students in that high school complex, uh, you don't really want to be there during the day anyway uh, <laughs> because it is really quite chaotic, shall we say, between classes. Yes. Very quiet um, when classes are in session. Very quiet. Students are very respectful, very careful with uh, noise but the answer to your question is this um, we have scheduled for phase one a uh, handful half dozen or so uh, guided tours if you will by me and I'm I'm uh, not uh, trained in, in these things I've been doing this for five years but I have an understanding of it a bit and I've watched uh, tour guides and museums take people around and have been part of that too so I, I have some understanding of what to say and do but I will be the docent if you will the, the guide for those who want to register 
And the uh, the dates are findable uh, and times and so forth are findable on Facebook on the Brainerd Public Schools Archives Facebook page. Okay. There's quite a bit of information there about this exhibit, Phase 1, and what we're doing otherwise. But the um, exhibit uh, tours will uh, begin uh, with... Um, uh, actually, I'm not seeing on my notes here. I'm not seeing. Oh, there we are. Uh, January 21 yeah. will be the first. January 28, then February 11, 25, and March 4. They all start at 1 p.m. and gather at the front door of the high school. You have to sign up for them. There's a link uh, that takes you to the sign-up page, and these links are kind of hard to read, uh, yeah. but I'll leave to you whether you want to put that on the air or not. Uh, there are, they are available on the Facebook page. There's a link to it on your Facebook. Yes, yes. And, okay. and the, uh, the other thing that we're working on is, is to have um, access during uh, normal hours, not Saturday, but during the week. The idea with Saturdays was to allow more, in theory at least, to allow more people to come in on a non-work day. Uh, during the week, uh, we may be able to work something out for open door access um, on the uh, late afternoon hours on any given work uh, school day. Yeah. Uh, but we've got to figure out how to how to control that. Yeah, and we'll publish that when it's available. All right. Uh, can we talk about some highlights yeah, of what we will what see? see? Well, first of all, he came in here carrying a. What is that? A bed pillow case. It is a bed pillow case, okay. um, and uh, I'm I'm going from here to a, another meeting and making a presentation at that other meeting uh, regarding what's going to be in the pillow case. But I will tell you and your listening audience uh, this little story about why the pillow case. Okay. The easy part of it is that it's going to transport the 1954 state basketball trophy, championship trophy, won by the boys. There, there wasn't a girls tournament then. Mm-hmm. And it was a one-class tournament. So we had the Edgertons of the world playing the Edinas of the world, if uh, you who are old enough will recall that. Yes. At least one person here isn't old enough, and she's <laughs> giggling over here. Thank you. Thank uh, you the uh, uh, Brainerd uh, beat Bemidji in 1954 uh, wow. and produced a, a statue, a trophy uh, that is about two and a half, three feet tall, made out of heavy metal and heavy wood. Uh, it really takes a lot to carry it. Now, I'm going to take that to that meeting today and, and tell the story behind it in part. But uh, it was a two-point win, and there were nothing but two-point wins all the way up for Brainerd to get to that point. Wow. Two things about wow. that. Two things about that. In one of the in the championship game, Brainerd had one of the Skoogs. This is a younger Skoog, Rod who was the leading basketball player on that team. Um, He was playing at Williams Arena, I believe it was, um, and it was the championship game against Bemidji, against Bemidji, mind you. Uh, Playing at the same time at the Minneapolis Auditorium was his older brother, whose name was... Whitey. Whitey Skoog. But uh, here's a question for you, too. Do you know what Whitey's real name was? Oh, boy. And here's why it's called Whitey, other than the fact that he was Whitey. (laughs) Here-wise, Meyer, M-Y-E-R. In any event, he was playing for the Los... Not Los Angeles, Minneapolis Lakers. Right. At that time. And it was playoff time. (laughs) They were playing Rochester. And on the newspaper reports of the day of the Brainerd Championship game, we have headlines all over the place about Brainerd beating Bemidji by two points. 
And then there's also a story on the same sports page about the Lakers beating Rochester, and I think it was by two points as well, the same day, the same city. Oh, wow. The Lakers went on to win their third consecutive NBA championship, which Whitey Skoog was a leader on, and he had to retire not too long after that because of some leg problems, basically. Whitey, of course, invented one of the several people who invented the jump shot, the modern era way to play basketball, on the uh, court over at Washington High School. Uh, and uh, went on to fame, including uh, coaching at Gustavus for many years. I met Whitey, and he was a gentleman in all respects. Isn't oh, that is so fascinating. fascinating. So th- there's, there's coincidence. When I go back over 150 years of Brainerd Public Schools history, I run into these kinds of things all the time. Some wow. people call it synchronicity. Mm-hmm. Some people call it connectiveness. But what I have found is that one way or the other, there are many, many inexplicable links between people over time and through the through the institution of Brainerd Public Schools there are graduates of there or uh, they they were teaching there but there are many such events isn't that something it it is one of the fascinating things about history of course but I get to dig around in history including with the work going on at uh, Washington now they're taking out uh, lockers and I warn you all who are listening out there (laughs) If you went to Washington High School, middle school, junior high, whatever it was when you were in there, all the lockers on the first and second floors, if that's where your locker was, especially, I think, girls, the lockers have been pulled out so work can be done in the walls behind the lockers. And guess what? We went on digs, literally digs, behind the lockers, finding all sorts of interesting things. Oh uh, and I can't mention some of them, but you can, you can imagine. And you girls who uh, throw, threw away your ugly-looking glasses back then oh in 1960, God. you can imagine what they look like. No. You did them behind the locker, and you went home and told your mom that you lost them. Oh. We found them. <laughs> and Tell it, your mom. And, and if anybody wants any socks, we got plenty of socks, too. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, okay. Seriously. They're in the exhibit, by the way. We, we put together. I saw the picture of some socks yeah, that she yeah. brought in. I was like, what yeah, are those? Yeah. And then there's Bunny Humphrey. She's got a beautiful painting of kids in the exhibit. We have uh, General Bruce Carlson, who is a general. He's not lieutenant general, major general, brigadier general. He is one of the few generals wow. that can be called general. Air Force now retired. Mm. Uh, you can see the socks are in there as well. Uh, we have a, uh, a blueprint of the uh, Lincoln School and other artifacts from the Lincoln School that are prominently displayed as well in the exhibition. And oh, undoubtedly the trophy you're uh, carting around in a Well, if I case. don't have a heart attack bringing it around, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go relieve the high school of it here in a little bit. Uh, and I, I uh, advised the principal that uh, she shouldn't be concerned when the space appeared to be empty because I am yeah. the uh, you're the one I'm the thief. Yes, <laughs> all for a good reason. Okay, so we need to mark those dates again: January 21st and 28th, February 11th and 25th, and March 4th. All Saturdays at one o'clock, you'll be doing kind of the self-guided 
tours. That so will not be self-guided. That oh, will be me. With you guiding. That will be me okay. guiding. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that first one is this coming Saturday. So it yeah. is. Yeah. It is. I, I better figure out what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it looks like you have a lot to say with the, just these photos that you brought in and and the pillowcase. Yes, yeah. The pillowcase. So. Uh, how long will each tour take, approximately? Well, they tend to run longer than we think because uh, somebody talks too much. That would be me. Uh, but also people get engaged in what nice they're looking question. at. Yes. And, and so um, my intent is to give an overview of what is there first. Mm-hmm. And then they really need to leave themselves some time to read the captioning because the captions oftentimes tell the story, yeah. which is really the reason for this, the yes. storytelling behind the uh, artifacts themselves. In some instances, that's not the case. For example, the trophy can much for itself speak, but many things that needs to, there needs to be reading going on. So I'll back away, I'll be hanging around and, and answering questions mm-hmm. and so forth, but I'll give an overview, show them where things are, and we'll go from there. I'd be remiss if I didn't add one thing here before uh, I uh, consume all the oxygen in the room. Um, and, and that is that we have a C. Elmer, Governor C. Elmer Anderson right. uh, uh, Leadership Center that is a display uh, in, in the walls that we have at, at the high school now. And in that uh, center, because of Governor Anderson being a graduate of Brainerd uh, High School back in 1928, I think it was, um, we have selected and exhibit a Stories about people in the history of Brainerd Public Schools, generally speaking, teachers, coaches, or students who were leaders in some way, small or large. And there are a lot of leaders who we never hear about. Right. They're not on the front page. But we who dig around in history know about them. And that the purpose of the Governor Anderson Leadership uh, Center is to uh, bring those stories to light and life. And that's a prominent display in uh, in the exhibition. And there will be a change of that as well for, through phases two and three. Wow. Really looking forward to seeing this. Now, before mm-hmm. we let you go, John, I want to just uh, remind our listeners, too, you're always looking for items, Stuff. aren't you? I mean, <laughs> because every time someone listens to this show, maybe we're reaching someone else who might have something from the past of Brainerd High School. Absolutely, absolutely. I encourage that. And don't get hung up on, oh, it's not important enough or, oh, it's not big enough. In the Whitey Skoog exhibit that's up now is a pencil that is about three inches long. It's a stub. Uh, And the end of it is not from a sharpening process through a normal sharpener we have these days. It's a knife that sharpened it. The pencil has the 1943-1944 Brainerd basketball schedule in it on the pencil. He – that's Whitey Skoog's graduation year. That was his last year playing basketball. We didn't know that when it was gifted to us by Ron Morris uh, from Brainerd, uh, who uh, was so generous to hand us this small thing that is so immensely important. So the small things are really important. The other thing that I would – I take virtually anything uh, because I realize that they have – 
an icon-like quality going forward that we can't even appreciate today, Mm -hmm. like that pencil in 1943-44. Who would have thought that 80 years later, it's a major part of this exhibition of BPS 150? Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing I'd like to say is this, if I may have this moment. Uh, We operate, we're all volunteers. We are not paid staff of Brainerd Public Schools. We are volunteers. There are several of us, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. We need more volunteers. This is fascinating work. We have a lot of fun doing it because, hey, we're we're seeing a lot of things you guys never get to see. Like socks and glasses. That's that's right. You can talk to me later about this, Tess. And and, and other things. I mean, it's really, and it's important work, too. So I am available. I can be found. Uh, Give me a call. Very good. John, again, thank you for your work on this. Thanks for being here today, and I can't wait to see the exhibit. Uh, Thank you very much to both of you. Uh, It's a great service that you provide to the public and to the institutions and and community itself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. John Erickson is the Brainerd Public Schools archivist. Please make plans to see BPS 150, the exhibition. So cool. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.